Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! You climbed mountains and built skyscrapers. You made TV shows and put out newspapers. You were wicked good at doing stocks. You liked it when Emilio would change your socks. We never hung out, and that makes me sad. All the good times we could have had. But when I die, Uncle Preston, you better say cheers. Because when me and you are hanging at the pearly gates, I'll bring the beers. I'll bring the beers. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast in the entire world dedicated to Martin Scorsese and Adam Sandler. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Happy Halloween. Uh, Eric, I'm uh, very glad that you added in that second, I'll bring the beers. I would have gotten mad at you if you uh, only said it once. Oh, you gotta you gotta do the two times you on the it. I'll bring the beers. Almost in tears <laughs> the second yes. time. <laughs> I would love to stand up at a funeral and just recite this, but like replace the name. Mm-hmm. So like word for word and pass it off as my own. Right. I, in fact, if I outlive you, I'm definitely going to recite this at your funeral. You have permission to do that. Um, you definitely will <laughs> okay. outlive me, and you definitely have permission to do that. Yeah. I hope I outlive you by, like, 30 seconds. Like, I die, or, like, <laughs> I hope I outlive you long enough to do the speech and then die uh, immediately afterwards. Yeah. I don't hope that. Uh, <laughs> I hope that you live a long life that's, uh, you know, full of uh, ha- joy and laughter and well after I'm gone. Uh, but if it, but if it has to be, if it has to be soon, you know, after I go, I guess that's a, that's a, that's an okay way to do it. 30 seconds after sure. I go. <laughs> um, so Jeremy, what's up, my dude? We're in the, the October and, you know. I feel like I'm not the only person that gets a couple of chills here and there in the month of October, both physically and uh, the other kind. Yeah. How's the weather over there, might I ask? Oh, brother, is it? You know, it's fall. It's Mm -hmm. what can you say? It's it's the it's the the beautiful season. It's nice and nice and crisp, Crisp. nice and cold. You know what I do, Jeremy? This is my favorite time of year to sleep because I'll just leave all the windows open and it gets like very cold. And I just cover myself in every blanket in my apartment Mm -hmm. and am just like weighted down by eight blankets. (laughs) Snug and warm, sleeping through the night. That's great, buddy. Yeah, no, we're the same way here at our house. Of course, we live in sunny Los Angeles where it is still about 70 to 75 degrees. Doesn't exactly feel crisp yet. Uh, it will It will get crisp, but probably around November. Uh, yeah, so we're still, you know, and of course, you know, the seasons aren't quite the same out here. You know, instead of the leaves changing and the leaves falling uh, in California, 
uh, what happens. They start on fire. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they burn to a crisp on on fire. Yes. But um yeah, I uh I'm I'm I, I will say though that even though the weather still looks like beach weather, I am still able to maintain that holiday cheer, Eric. I am in the mood to eat some candy and mm. dress up like a uh, like Boba Fett and trick or treat down my block here in uh, here in uh, Glendale, California. I'm excited. I'm excited for, uh, of course, you know, the months to come as well. Christmas and Thanksgiving always very fun, but Halloween's where it's at, my guy. And we are, as of this recording, ten days away. Eric, do you have any big Halloween plans yet? You know, not yet, Jeremy. Actually, well, this isn't really Halloween related. I am going to see, and this is this is Scorsese related. Mm. I am going to finally check off the uh, roll, see the Rolling Stones off my bucket list, oh, Jeremy. I'm, I'm wow. going out with a with a friend of mine. We're we're going to the, see the Rolling Stones in what I can only imagine is probably, sadly. If not their their last tour, like you know, it's getting close. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, a member of the da- of the band passed away right before the uh, the tour began. Yeah. So I, it's it's one of those where I'm like, let's get this in before while well, these guys are around. You know what I mean? So I uh, couldn't agree more. You know, I hate to say it, but they are getting up in up in years, and uh, you know, I don't know if they can rock as hard as they uh, used to, Eric. I'm I'm glad you get a chance to go. You know, I felt the same way when I saw uh, Bob Dylan and uh, Willie Nelson in concert. Uh, I felt like uh, nice. I was getting to see something yeah. I may not get to see again. And they're still kicking, you know. This was about almost a decade ago I saw them. They're still oh, alive. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm... Uh, it's gonna be a sad day when those old those old so and so start to pass away, you know. You know, I was rereading the uh, parts of the Keith Richards autobiography because it's uh, absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. The man should not be should not have survived past age twenty four. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he put a lot of things into his body, and um, <laughs> one thing that I forgot about when I was reading is the book is there. Uh, so he was like off uh, heroin, I think, and then like he ended up relapsing because he got in a horrible go karting accident, <laughs> like right before they started recording Exile on Main Street. Wow! And I just I was like, it's funny to like, it's just funny. I mean, it's sad. It sounded like really brutal. Like skin was like ripped off his back and stuff. Oh, but like, gosh. it's just kind of. You don't hear about a rock star uh, like Keith Richards getting in a, a go kart accident very often. It's, it's no, uh, it's uh, it's silly. it's on the rare side for sure. <laughs> that's yeah, it's more of a rare event when Keith Richards. That's something. That's more of like a podcast, an accident a podcaster would get themselves uh, y- into. Yes, some sort of like not someone cool. Right, exactly. Some like uh, you know butthole true crime podcaster guy <laughs> <laughs> goes out and just gets wrecked on a. Go kart, yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited for you. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a lot of fun. I I wish I could have seen him live. Uh, I probably you know, I'm gotta start making it. You know, being okay with the the fact that I may never see them, Eric. 
Yeah, I looked at one of the set lists. They have been playing uh, Gimme Shelter. So hopefully oh, I'll man. You know, if they play a Gimme Shelter, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll bootleg it. Yeah. And I'll put it on the Patreon. Yeah, that'd be good. And people can pay $5 to listen to cell phone audio uh-huh. of the Rolling Stones <laughs> in their 90s playing Gimme Shelter. I think also the crappier the recording, the better on that, if, <laughs> if I might add. And I would definitely be talking the whole time. So like while they're playing, oh, it, yeah. you're, ta- you're having a conversation with your friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Jeremy, speaking of the Patreon... What is our Patreon? Well, our Patreon is a is a uh, a place that we've designated on the website patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy, where people can go and they can pay money to get extra content from the creators of this show. Stuff like, well, this whole month we've been covering which films? Which films, Eric? Which uh which films? We're covering which films? <laughs> which, which films films that we're covering? Which films, which are, films? are you talking about? Films which have to do with witches, and this is the kind of jokes that you can uh, expect to come uh, to to come down the pipe on Patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy. We've covered the witches of Eastwick, the witches, and uh, this week I believe we are covering the Hilary Duff classic, Casper meets Wendy. Yes, Casper meets Wendy, which is uh, classic. I'm not going to lie to you, Jeremy. Probably the least spooky movie that we, the, or the least <laughs> scary movie we've covered in a very long time, but yes. also a, a delightful treat. A, a very, it, you know, it brought me back to a different time, honestly, that I I very much appreciated. But yeah, it is not a, it is not scary at all. So don't expect to get spooked on that one, or really on any of our episodes. I feel like uh, the spooking happens before you come to the shows. And then the laughter happens while you're at the shows. What do you think, Eric? Does that sound about sound about right? Yeah, I think that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> but Jeremy, you know, uh, we we're plugging the Patreon extra hard right now because mm. here's the thing: we're doing something nuts in November, and uh, this is a feat that uh, no man should should ever um, do. We are watching. Uh, Monkey Bone. Yes. For every episode of uh, the bonus show in November. And uh, we will just be doing episodes of Monkey Bone over and over again. (laughs) We don't really have a plan other than that. I think that just is the plan, is we're just going to keep doing Monkey Bone. Um, So sign up. If if that sounds like something that you you would be interested in, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. And we also do have just tons of just years and years stacks of bonus episodes oh, that you yeah. can just go back get tons instant access i mean you know <clears throat> we have more episodes <laughs> than the rolling stones have albums songs oh so songs point. yeah that might be true um no that's, that's definitely not, not true. true yeah no but we <laughs> definitely have more episodes than they have albums Full-length albums full of songs. <laughs> uh, we should start putting our episodes out on, like, vinyl records. I wouldn't mind that, you know, having a nice vinyl of uh, of myself talking about shopping. <laughs> Um, I will. Yeah. I will also say too that uh, if you if you think that we're just going to watch Monkey Bone once and then talk about it every episode for November. 
you're wrong. We're watching it once a week. So, and how am I going to yeah. ensure this happens? Well, I'm going to have Eric FaceTime me as he's watching Monkey Bone, and I'll be doing <laughs> the same. Yeah. So, technically, we're each kind of... So, the time we're putting into it is the time to record the episodes. The time for each of us to watch Monkey Bone before the episode, each episode... And also the time it takes for each of us to watch the other person watch Monkey Bone before yeah. each episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Because so this is because when you watch someone else watch Monkey Bone, that doesn't count as you watching Monkey Bone. No. No, not at all. And actually, I'm going to force you to turn the sound off, too, so you're not going to be... <laughs> I, I'm just going to be in a dark room <laughs> watching your reaction. Good, good. <laughs> to the bone. Uh... You know what, Jeremy? Out of curiosity, I went to GoDaddy.com hmm. and I typed in Patreon uh-huh. just to see if you can like buy Patreon.com. Uh-huh. And they GoDaddy says Patreon.com is taken, but we still might be able to get it for you. <laughs> and then it, there's like a link to talk to a, a broker oh. who only charges ninety nine ninety nine. Oh. Okay. So for a hundred dollars, I could talk to a guy about getting us Patreon.com. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Probably just to see, you know, if that could if some kind of a return on investment could happen there. Right. What if we just like aud- found a loophole where we just automatically funneled all of the Patreon money from every podcast? Yeah, kind of like an our like an office space type, uh, like. Uh, plan to where we like kind of sift the money off of out from under patreon.com i uh oh, yeah. i don't mind that idea yeah i mean look it, it can't be any worse than our other idea which was to watch monkey bone every day de- every week <laughs> for november so yeah. what could be worse than that well luckily november is only <laughs> four, uh-huh. well it is four weeks i was hoping it would be five um. Yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Deeds was directed by Stephen Brill. Mm. We all know Stephen Brill, writer of Heavyweights, mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks, mm-hmm. Little Nicky. Um. I wonder if this is his. No, he had directed. Yeah, he directed Little Nicky as well. Yes. And, and Heavyweights. He, and uh. And did he not? Oh, I guess he didn't direct the Wedding Singer. And Hubie. No. All right, and Hubie. Ah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's my favorite Sandler director, just strictly based on the Hubie credit. But also, Little Nicky, Mr. Deeds. I mean, those are some good uh, contenders in there. Yeah, and actually, this maybe. makes me curious to watch Sandy Wexler now because he also directed Sandy Wexler. You know, I don't um, know. I, I feel yeah. We'll we'll get into it. There's there might be there, there's a bit of disparity between some of these um that he's made uh you know drill bit taylor (laughs) (laughs) well what's the problem without a paddle (laughs) um so all good but hubie halloween is 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 doing a lot of heavy lifting on this list i'll tell you that (laughs) well it's kind of like you know that band the new radicals they Mm. did that song that's like Age 14, we got the dreamer's disease. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Yeah. It's like they did that one song, <laughs> and and that's it. And they probably did a bunch of other stuff, but you only know them for that one song. And it's, right, you know, it's right. a pretty good song. Right, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, uh, Stephen Brill is the new radicals of fi- of directors. And uh, Jeremy, what's your history with Mr. Deeds? You have seen this one before. I yeah, this was the. This is I. I believe. I. I. I I, I'm just going to say this is true because who can prove me wrong at this point? Who would dare prove me wrong that no one would no one would have known me as long as it would have taken for this to happen? But I, I this is the first Adam Sandler movie I watched in theaters, Eric. So uh, interesting. Yeah, this is the first one I saw in the theater. Um, it would have been 1992, 2002, sorry. It would have been 2002, which means that I would have been uh, in high school. And, um, yeah, probably looking for a little escape from the old parents, the old ball and chain, I used to call them, my parents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, uh, would have probably gone with my shithead, jackass-loving friends. Uh, to the new Adam Sandler film. Yeah. So what about you, Eric? What is your history with this? Uh, I straight up can't remember what my first uh, viewing experience was. I want to say that Little Nicky was the first Sandler I I saw in theaters. Um, I got to imagine I saw Mr. Deeds in theaters. I'm, I'm checking the... Okay, so it came out in the summer... June 28th, 2002. Um, yeah, it would have been summer break. I, I had to have seen it. But I but I do remember owning this DVD, and in fact, I think it was one of the first DVDs that I did own. Interesting. And uh, because of that, it's a movie that I've seen over and over again many times. Yes. Um, and it is a movie where... I am still like a big Sandman fan, um, and I I'm trying to think of what comes after this because I think Mr. Deeds might be like sort of the end of my just really loving everything Sandler does. You yes, know? and uh, at a certain point, I should I should just turn the Adam Sandler filmography set that as my homepage because I find myself always stalling to constantly. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally doing the same thing. I'm rushing to the up. IMDB to see what comes out around this time. So yeah. So Mr. Deeds, by the way, uh, I mean, we mentioned it on the last Adam Sandler episode, but it, he, he has a triple, uh, we'll call it a triple threat year this year. He comes out with Punch Drunk Love, Mr. Deeds, and Eight Crazy Nights all in one year. So he mm. had a uh, wow. Had, um, that's a big year. And at the and then and then of course you know these films are coming out as he's filming Anger Management, which comes out in two thousand three. Um, yeah. So I this film is like his. His uh, his like standard, his like movie that he comes out. Right? Like Punch Drunk is not really his movie, you know. Like I yeah. feel like that's a PTA movie, and he just happens to be the lead in it. But but uh, Mr. Deeds, that is a Happy Madison joint through and through. It Crazy Nights is too, but that's more of an experiment. I feel like for the gang, they're kind of like, 
Anyway, what if we did a cartoon? You know, they probably didn't have to work as hard. Probably a lot of animators worked on that, and they just had to lend their voice. Mr. D, are we is doing? Like Go ahead. No, yeah, I was just gonna say that's a big flagship, Happy Madison. Are we doing Eight Crazy Nights again? Uh, well, we're definitely doing. Um. I don't know. Yes, I guess we should. <laughs> I say we. Yeah, I, I we could wait. We could save it for Christmas if we wanted, yeah, we or Hanukkah. Um, because I feel like we should watch Hubie Halloween for, gosh, next week. Right. Let, oh man, if great we want, idea. If we want that episode to come out, um, close to Halloween. Wait. Well, what comes out? I'm trying to do the math here. What what comes out? Yeah, let's next do Hubie. Okay, surprise Hubie Halloween episode next week. Yeah, how that's do you, how do you like that? That's that's the most. I think that's a, the most appropriate thing to do. Yeah, and I can't imagine just the the thrill that all of our listeners just experienced. Uh, I know they, that they all got chills up and down their spines to hear the creative process firsthand. You know what I mean? It's like it's like imagine being. At uh, you know, Apple Records while the Beatles are recording <laughs> you know, whatever albums they recorded uh, there. Another option too, Eric, is we could always just re release our Patreon episode on H on Eight Crazy Nights on the main feed and then take a week off. <laughs> it's also, <laughs> is that crazy? Also not a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. Um, I think we should uh, do Hubie Halloween though, right? Oh no, for sure. Yeah, but when it right. comes, it'll be Eight Crazy Nights will be like it would be next in line. So I think right. you know we'll right. see. We'll talk about it off mic, but yeah. we'll treat treat the listeners to a rerun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, well, you know, a free a freebie, a freebie. Yeah, because not everybody is on the Patreon who listens to the show. Um, yeah. So I I would actually say though, for my money, this. Uh, little Nikki is actually the last. Uh, I I would call it like great. That was the the last great run of Adam Sandler. Uh, movies that 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 is like the um the period at the end. That's what it all yeah. kind of built to. And then I think Mr. Deeds starts a new generation. I I would consider Mr. Deeds, Anger Management, Fifty First Dates, um, the longest yard and maybe click all in the same all in the same generation of of sandler films it's when sandler's getting in his like i i mean i want to say it's in his 40s this is sandler in his like late 30s early 40s where he is he is no longer quite playing the miscreant uh you know juvenile adult 20 something that he would that he was playing in the 90s he is playing usually some kind of father figure a dad an upstanding citizen somebody middle-aged somebody with a little bit more of their you know a little bit more of their life together what do you think about that eric is that a pretty fair assessment yeah i think so i think so um yeah, Mr. Deeds to me, I I definitely get what you're saying, and I I I I kind of agree. Mr. Deeds is like the one where I was I was kind of like, you know, hmm, maybe this is kind of like the route that he's that he's gonna go in because mm-hmm. because I do remember like seeing Mr. Deeds around the time of like the marketing for Punch Drunk Love or you know, 
because I, I had not seen Punch Drunk Love, but I was like, oh, it looks like he's doing like serious stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think you're, I, I definitely think you're right about that. Although I will say, rewatching Mr. Deeds, the joke ratio is still quite high. And that's, I was surprised to see that, that it was actually incredibly, there was so much, there's so much gold in Mr. Deeds because I'll be honest, I, I, my memory of seeing it in theaters, and I only saw it once, I believe, is not like that I, that it blew me away. My memory was that it was just okay, kind of maybe a lesser Sandler movie. And there's actually like some really high highs in Mr. Deeds. But, um, I will also say, I think that, Though there was lots of product placement in earlier Adam Sandler movies, I felt the product placement very <laughs> high in Mr. Deeds. Oh um, yeah, it is a it is heavy on the product placement, and I feel like that is that is definitely emblematic of the you know this around this time moving forward into infinity. He he only gets more and more um, uh, product placement e. As he, uh, as he, go- as he goes on, but uh, I will also say this: this movie was very re- revelatory watching it this time, and I, and I won't spoil um, a theory I have, but I'll keep it for later. I'll keep it for the end of the episode. Ooh. But I have a theory about Mister Deeds that I, I cannot wait to share. I can't wait to find out your insane conspiracy theory about <laughs> yes. about Mister Deeds that yes. you've been. It's wrapped up You've in all the Q stuff, so just just watch, get get ready. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pizzagate is involved. Um, <clears throat> so, Mister Deeds, hey, Deeds Pizza. Wait a minute, you might be onto yep, something. I see. Here we go. That's what I was talking about. So let's 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 take a little look and see if perhaps there's any interesting trivia and. First of all, uh, uh, Deeds was not uh, not a favorite among the critics, by the way. Right. Uh, it also received three Razzie Award nominations for Worst Actor, Worst Actress, and Worst Remake or Sequel. However, the film also won Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Movie Actor Sandler. I didn't know this was a sequel or a remake. It's a remake, but it's not like really a remake like it's a remake of the 1936 frank capra film mr deeds goes to town (laughs) Ah, okay so so it's it's yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna watch that movie and get any thing similar out of out of that tonally or otherwise it is uh basically just you know probably an excuse for the studios to cash in on a name that they already had and maybe you know they were kicking around ideas with sandler himself and and Hurley and the gang and being like look you know what are we got this uh got this prop we got this mr deeds goes to town you know uh what do you guys say you want to take a crack at it i thought oh, this could be fun you know what if uh what if sandler played deeds and he was this good guy I also th- feel like it's weird, you know. That's such a weird thing too. Is like so they they make Sandler Mr. Deeds. He's he is Mr. Deeds. He's the he's the greatest guy of all time, the nicest guy of all time. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't quite fit Sandler's uh, <laughs> Sandler's like you know his range of characters. If that makes sense, like 
like Sandler's still an incredibly violent and capable fighter in this movie. Yeah. And like, uh, that's sort of at odds with what you think the premise of this film is going to be in a funny way. I think that's like pretty shocking is that Mr. Deeds is like a good guy, but he will throw down in a moment's notice. He will just beat the shit out of like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Like anybody. So, uh, Jeremy, a couple injuries happened during the production of Mr. Deeds. Mm. Not sure if you're aware of this. Uh, When filming the scene in which Longfellow Deeds Mm. beats up Marty, uh, Sandler spun Alan Covert around. Covert slipped on the sidewalk, and his skull hit the concrete (gasps) with no protection. He was unconscious for a minute. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that's not all. Winona Ryder broke her arm while shooting the scene in which she and Sandler ride bikes down the stairs. That's crazy that they didn't that they didn't get a stunt person to ride bikes down the stairs. I can't believe that <laughs> happened. That's an, that's insane. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, you wouldn't ride but but your bike down the stairs? No. No, yeah. Of course not. Um let's see here. Uh, those are, I think, literally the only interesting <laughs> ones I found. Let me, let me take one more glance here. Uh, oh, th- there is something in here about Winona Ryder saying that she um felt miscast. Which, what? I don't know. I don't think she's like bad in it. Yeah, you I. Th- so that's that's some hindsight here. We're looking into this film, but like. Maybe there is some huge disparity between like Drew Barrymore in one of these movies and Winona Ryder and, you know, all of the other, you know, tens of women who accompany Sandler in these films. But I'm going to be honest, they, they, other than Drew Barrymore, they all are kind of the same type of character kind of flat anyway and you i i would not say winona writer was any worse than like who's the girl from big daddy like um oh yeah um uh hmm. joey lawrence joey lauren yes. adams or um or uh from little nicky the whoever was in little nicky it was um Patricia Arquette, Arquette. or, yeah, like, do you feel like she was way worse? I I don't. No, it's not even really something that I thought about, necessarily. They also don't really give her, you know, like, she's not, like, I don't know. Drew Barrymore, though, I will say, is a little bit different. Like, I, I do think that her and Sandler do have some kind of special chemistry, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought she was, I thought she was good, but she, apparently she did win a Razzie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to bring up, but I forgot. So Jeremy, Mm. let's dive in. Oh, uh, notable soundtrack. I want to, I want to mention that. Um, I feel, do you think that this is the, this Sandler movie has, more like radio hits for the time like um in it than than previous Sandler films. Jeremy, this soundtrack, you know what I got to say about it? Hmm. 
oh whoa it's the sweetest thing yeah 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 it's got well i mean it's it has hits from the dave matthews band uh which i believe this song was uh, this single was not probably written for the movie but like they definitely lent it to the movie as the movie's oh, yeah. sort of theme song because it like mr deeds is in the music video for <laughs> where are you going? oh really yeah <laughs> and uh uh sing by travis would have been a hit at the time uh, Happy in the Meantime by Lit. Island and the Sun by Weezer. These are all oh, very... Yeah. Uh, ben Quayler is on this, Falling by Ben Quayler. These are all very uh, wrong impression by Natalie and Brulia. They're like they're like current hits for the time. And there's David like, Bowie wrote Space Oddity <laughs> yeah. for this scene. Well, so there is a couple of classics in there sprinkled in throughout too. But I, I think oh, yeah. this has the most needle drops of any of the Sandler films. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, yeah, man. Um, so, hold on a second. Here we go. Multi-billionaire Preston Blake freezes to death upon reaching <laughs> the top of Mount Everest. Uh, with no immediate heir, it is unclear who will inherit Blake's massive fortune. Uh, his board of directors discovers that he has a living grandnephew named Longfellow Deeds who runs a pizzeria in Mandrake Falls, New Hampshire. Um, and also writes greeting cards. Deeds is flown to New York City by businessman Chuck Cedar, who temporarily controls Blake Media. Once Deeds arrives, plans are made for him to sell his shares in the company to Cedar and return home with $40 billion. Deeds remains in New York while the legal details are worked out. What do you think of the... Uh, this whole setup here, this deeds fellow. I love it, man. I mean, it's it's uh, it's like a classic kind of. Um, I mean, it's what is it? It's Billy Madison again, kind of right? Like it's <laughs> yeah, just like of. he inherits a big thing that he doesn't know how to run, and that he's supposed to. Uh, I uh, this is an interesting. So, have you you've heard of the show Ted Lasso, right, Eric? Yes, I have. Okay, I have been avoiding watching. It. Okay, so Ted Lasso. I'm realizing that this is like the Ted Lasso, but from like 20 years ago. <laughs> like this is 20 years ago's Ted Lasso, meaning that it's like it's like uh, kind of in kind of. I'm realizing maybe even invented a little bit of this like nice comedy. This like the mm. world is so mean, and 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 bi- billionaire businessmen are so cruel and money hungry. Uh, but then you throw a small town, uh, guy in the mix and, uh, see, see how much a little, um, you know, a little, uh, down to earthness will just shake things, rattle, rattle the cage, Mm. so to speak. And that's sort of, you know, what the premise of this is. He's just a nice guy and the town loves him and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a good setup for, um. Uh, you know, like what, like a Richie Rich type movie, or uh, Mil- I guess, I guess maybe Blank Check would be a better, a better comparison mm. than Richie Rich. Blank Check, so somebody who suddenly gets a, inherits a bunch of wealth and is able to, you know, maybe do whatever they want with it. Forty billion dollars, Eric. That's so much money. <laughs> <laughs> Think of how many times you could sign up for our Patreon uh, at le- with that yes. amount of money. It's f- uh, four. <laughs> Yeah, well, the Mordecai tier, maybe. Yes. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I, I too like this. I mean, it's, it is kind of just like a classic, you know, uh, setup for comedy to happen and, 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 you know, also, uh, I guess it, some type of a, a romance with the, with the whole, you know, uh, reporter situation with Babe and the, and the, and the media company. And, um, to be honest with you, I don't really totally understand and also don't really care necessarily about the uh the blake media stuff um yeah but i do like the the surrounding like media coverage of like hey check out this idiot that just inherited all this money that stuff is better right that stuff is a little bit more specific which is the um uh what access tonight inside access sorry inside access um but yeah, if they wanted us to care about Blake Media, they would have made Blake Media like a specific thing. But really, it just doesn't even make sense. And I think that's what maybe one of my first, ah, I hate to say it, but even complaints about the film is like, you know, you get this great opening joke with Mr. Deeds and that football player, which is like you, you're seeing him sort of shake things up oh, in the yeah. company. And then you never see that happen again. The rest of the movie, <laughs> like the rest, none of none of the uh, like he doesn't point. affect the company at all at any at any point, um, other than at the end. Uh, but the rest of the movie is him. He, you know, he is still doing good deeds, like you know, getting giving money to random tables and like uh, saving cats and whatnot. But he's. He's not like he's not doing fun. Like they had a whole bunch of stuff they could have done with either a him getting all this money, where he could have what kind of crazy things would he have spent it on, or b he you know uh, doing crazy stuff with his company, some Bruce Wayne type stuff with the company. But uh, yeah, it's a, a little bit of a missed opportunity. They they focus really heavy on the relationship between him and the reporter. Yes, yes, they do, and I I think that um, this character is interesting to me because uh, you know Sandler up to this point has played a lot of like just idiots, mm-hmm. just like dumb, really dumb people, <laughs> and they're funny because they're really dumb. Deeds is funny because he's like such a he's just a simple man who's like overly nice in the it like basically forced into this situ, you know weird situation where he has to think about like money and you know he's in New York City which is probably I got to imagine one of the ruder uh places that one could be um mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> yeah I don't know it's it's like it's like a different like the comedy is coming from a different like Sandler's comedy is coming from a different angle in this movie, I think, and it's it's kind of interesting because I do think a lot of it still works, um, but it's interesting how like his whole shtick is that he's like too nice, basically, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, New York is a great setting for him to to be there and kind of be <laughs> like taking care of people and stuff. Like it's very funny. The story is uh, major news and is major news. And reporter Babe Bennett, who works for a tabloid television show called Inside Access, wants in on the story. She has coworker Marty pretend to steal her purse in sight of Deeds, who rescues Babe. This is really funny when <laughs> he's just kicking the hell out of Alan Covert. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, dude, yes, this is yeah. so great. <laughs> 
It's one of my favorite first jokes of the film. I feel like this is the first time I actually also like laughed out loud too. I think. Uh, she then goes out with him, pretending to be Pam Dawson, a school nurse from Iowa. Uh, I believe the town name she comes up with is Winchesterton Fieldville. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> though Babe initially just wanted a career advancing a story, she eventually falls for the unfailingly soft-hearted deeds. Uh, I like this Wikipedia author, by the way. Mm, yeah, Very good. This person owns a thesaurus. They're st- they're th- except they're going so easy on you today, Eric. They are uh, they're skipping large swaths of the plot and details uh it's making your job very easy and i bet you when we look up the wikipedia for wendy meets casper (laughs) it's going to be like a hundred pages long (laughs) yeah it's going to be the first wikipedia article where you have to click next and there's a second page (laughs) yeah exactly but we should we should fill in some fun like at least some highlights from this whole this whole thing right because it's um all the everything funny happens in this chunk where it's like uh first of all the the great uh so you talked about the alan covert beating which is so good it's so funny him you keep thinking it's going to be over and he keeps throwing (laughs) more stuff at him um and then uh of course you get the uh the the john McEnroe date where he like he like beats the shit out of all those high society guys which is uh, including the opera singer which is very funny um, then you get all the John McEnroe stuff where he's like uh, doing a night on the town with John McEnroe and it, for no reason at all, John McEnroe is able to leap into the air like 20 feet to avoid getting hit by a car. Yeah. There's a, there was a thing in comedy movies for a while there where just having like a random cameo, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, Neil Patrick Harris shows up like a random oh, cameo and, uh, as yeah. the, as and the Harold actor. and Kumar. Yeah. Yeah, and Harold and Kumar, Neil Patrick Harris shows up. As himself, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like Sandler kind of invented that, no? Like where he'd have like Billy so. Idol shows up on the plane as Billy Idol, you know? Also, we get a cameo of another Sandler movie character. We see, yes, the, uh, we see Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider from Big Daddies in this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get, of course, the, the, cat, um, the cat saving scene, which is like... It's the zaniest thing in this movie, maybe. You know, when he's like throwing the cats and they keep trampolining <laughs> yeah. all over the city and like, man, <laughs> that cat he pulls out from under the couch is like on fire. Like like <laughs> on like uh, in fla- yeah. engulfed in flames and somehow survives. Yeah. Um very funny stuff. Uh Yeah, yeah. I I would say that that covers about like the 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 big broad strokes of it. Oh yeah, the uh, also the foot bit, the foot bit with his funny. like burnt up, yeah, frostbitten foot. Yeah, and it's John great. Turturro, of course, plays um, you know the the butler who's I think I think he might be the actually the most famous thing from this movie, the very very sneaky sir. Like I feel like more yeah. people quote that than they do anything else from Mr. Deeds. Um, also, I also didn't realize JB Smoove is the yeah, elevator operator for like one second. You don't get much of him, yeah. but uh, also Jared Harris, an early performance by Jared Harris, who is you know from Mad Men fame and and uh, okay. yeah, did a lot of other stuff. He's uh, Richard Harris's son, um, but John Turturro, yeah, I uh, was watching. You know, Jackie walked in the room for a second and uh, 
quoted the uh, middle finger Olay scene. She that was apparently a big joke in her house <laughs> yeah. growing up. Was they would just go Olay as they would flick each other off. So, um, <laughs> good, all good, all good stuff uh, with John Turturro. Um, yeah. So Babe decides to tell Deeds who she really is, but Inside Access, in concert with Cedar, who learned the truth from Marty, reveals the truth to, uh, to Deeds first. Heartbroken, Deeds decides to return to his home to Mandrake Falls with assurance uh, that the company will stay open in Blake's honor, and he donates his $40 billion hmm. to the United Negro College Fund. Also, uh, another... And probably the most insane Steve Buscemi <laughs> character. Oh yeah, Crazy Eyes. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, th- you don't even get a lot of him, and he kind of shows up halfway through the film. He's just hanging out with uh, the other guy. I always forget his name. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great stuff uh, with Steve Buscemi, and his bits are just random as hell. They're like not even connected to anything. He just keeps saying stuff like, "I thought we were watching Scooby Doo." Like he just like, <laughs> like nothing he says. I think the idea is he just can't see, but apparently that means he can't hear what he's watching either. It's just like a weird. It's just a weird bit. Um, also, um, I think we've talked about. Wow, I think my neighbor just dropped something very heavy. Um, we also mentioned this when she, when she did pass, uh, but just another shout out to Conchetta Farrell. Yeah. Who is the, uh, the lady over there in, in, in Mandrake Falls. Yes. Who is, uh, emailing with deeds. So, um, so, so sad that she's, yeah. uh, she's gone. She was, uh, obviously very funny and we're about to come up on her i feel like her swan song like i feel like this this the scene of a lifetime happens in this movie with her character and i'm yes and honestly winona ryder should be proud that she's in that scene <laughs> it's oh yeah it is uh it is if you thought the alan covert beating was funny i think this is uh has a beat just slightly after returning to Mandrake Falls, Deeds learns from his best friend, uh, for, from his friend Crazy Eyes, that Cedar intends to sell the company, causing thousands of employees to lose their gerbs. Mm. Babe follows Deeds to Mandrake Falls to win him back after saving her life. When she falls through the ice over a lake, he rejects her, saying he does not really know who she is. Yeah, so this is when that scene happens where she's. I guess trying to find deeds and she runs into mm. that woman um, and they have what is like essentially like a, like a five minute long, like intent, like an extreme wrestling match where they like are drop kicking each other through tables and yeah. clotheslining each other. And like, at one point the woman has like a, a pizza slicer that she's going at Winona Ryder with. And yeah, it is, it is just so epic and so funny. And uh, yeah, love, love that scene. Uh, yeah. Love it. Um, at a shareholders meeting, Cedar has persuaded everyone to sell the company until deeds who has bought a single share arrives and convinces everyone not to sell. Uh, however, Cedar controls a majority of the shares and the sale is approved. 
Babe arrives after having studied Blake's stolen diary and has determined Blake's longtime butler. Emilio Lopez is actually his illegitimate son mm. and the true heir as a result of an affair with his maid. Uh, Emilio immediately takes control of Blake Media and fires Cedar. Babe reconciles with Deeds after professing she loves him. Emilio thanks Deeds for his support and gives him a billion dollars. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Deed spends his money on red Corvettes for everyone in Mandrake Falls. Yeah, and returns Just to the pizzeria. Comically with Babe. funny shot of all these all these <laughs> Corvettes driving around the city. So so funny. And that's it. Good old Senior Deedsy. Yes. What'd you think? Well, I think it's time for me to unveil my little theory about Mr. Deeds, Eric. Oh, boy. I um, I like this movie with a little L. Like, I don't love it. It's not, well, definitely not one of my favorites. I don't think it's, it's de- and it's nowhere near the lowest we're going to get with Sandler. Um, uh, but I will say that it is, I think it's a competent Sandler movie. I do, I I'm interested to go back to anger management in 51st days. Cause I do think I like the next two of his better than Mr. Deeds in general, but I do. Uh, but this movie's good. It's got some, like I said, some high, some definitely some high highs. Peter Gallagher is also a very funny bad guy in this. Um, but when I was watching this movie, it really got me thinking about Sandler in real life. Um, being kind mm. of actually uh, a real life, Mr. Deeds in a lot of ways. And my theory is that, uh, you know, a lot of the, um, the spirit of Mr. Deeds actually kind of flows through Sandler a little bit. And this actually might be Sandler's most honest performance as a, uh, as Mm. a character actor. If you think about the way he like treats his old SNL buddies, you know, um, he basically stopped making, you know, I guess challenging in any way or, or, uh, you know, or, you know, comedy films uh, that that push the envelope or, or changed, you know, or really like did anything unique or, or different and sort of started like kind of just using them as a little bit of a cash grab to send all of his friends on vacation. And you imagine, you know, he's probably bought in a few cars in his day for, uh, for, for hard up friends. And, and you kind of get the sense that like uh, the way he treats, you know, the Alan Coverts of the world and the Rob Schneiders is sort of the way that Mr. Deeds treats the the people of, uh, you know, what, where, wherever the city is. Well, wha- we, uh, it's in New Hampshire. Yes. Mandrake Falls. Um, yes. So, yeah, I don't know. Not, not, a, not a crazy theory necessarily, but kind of something I was thinking about. I was like, you know, I... Buying everyone a, a Corvette seems like a bit that Sandler would really do in real life, you know? Um, anyways, uh, time to rate this movie. I am going to give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it a two mm. out of four, which is right down the middle, Eric. Uh, two is the Little Nicky score. It's the Mean Streets score. I think that's... Uh, yeah, I think that's good. That might it might raise a tiny bit. I don't know yet. Um, it might it might get as so much as a two point two five or maybe even a two point five. The Water Boy score, but uh, but yeah, right now it sits at a two. What about you, Eric? What do you think? Four out of four. Next. Yeah. 
<laughs> just kidding. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I I think two is kind of like I do like this movie. I I do actually. This is one where I can kind of see through the nostalgia a little bit, and I'm like, well, there are some really funny moments in this one, um, and I do have fond memories of watching it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's not like the most creative comedy, like rom-com kind of a thing in the world, which isn't necessarily what you're always looking for, but, um, I don't know, just nothing. It's, it's, it's not, I, I I like with a, with a, with a lowercase L is a good way to put it. I, I, you know, if this movie was on TV, I'd pretty much stop and watch, watch it. Um, I enjoy it every time, but, uh, it's okay. It's an okay movie. I think it's a, and I think an okay Sandler can be pretty good at times. It's kind of it dependent on you know your mood and, and various things. But yeah, this is a, this is an all right movie. It's kind of it's one of those where like I wish I could give it a higher score because I do like there's there's a place in my heart for it. But right. I think I'm also gonna have to give it a two out of four. Yeah, I think uh, two out of four is. Is probably good, and that that is going to make me, uh, because I, for some reason, was a little bit generous to going overboard and gave it a 1.25. I'm going to bump that down to a 1 <laughs> yeah. out of 4. Okay, so now we're, now we're on the same page that going overboard is a one, 1 out of 4 movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and The Wedding Singer, I'm going to bump that. I have that at a 3.5. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna bring the wedding singer down to a three. Okay, that's a good. Like you had yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually going to uh, raise my Airhead score. It's going from a one point <laughs> seven five to a two. Whoa! I forgot that you gave the Airhead such a low score. I know. I, I'm kind of looking at that score, and I'm kind of not remembering why I gave it such a low score. <laughs> yeah, why did you do that? I don't know, but it's at least as good as Mr. Deeds. Um, if not better than yeah. Mr. Deeds, so I don't know. Let's get a campaign going to get Jeremy to to harass Jeremy until he raises his airhead score <laughs> to four. <laughs> yeah, t- to four. That would be that would take some that would take some convincing to that it's that airheads is as good as Raging Bull. <laughs> Next week, Jeremy, it is the surprise mm. episode. Hubie Halloween. We can't wait that long. We can't, you know, if we waited until we have to wait to to cover this, if we're going in it'd be next sequential order. Yeah, it'd probably be Halloween 2028. Mhm. Yep. Um, but you know what? We're covering it next week and we can't wait to spook and spook scare your socks ya. off. Oh yeah. Jeremy, anything you want to plug before we sign on out? Heck no. Just get to that Patreon as quick as you can. Because we're about to cover Wendy meets Casper. (laughs) Norma. I'll see you in my dreams. 